Hey, this is Nick. I work for KXC and oversee a ministry called Ventures. Ventures is all about celebrating a culture of pioneering within our church. We want to be a church that really champions pioneers. We want to empower the church, equip emerging leaders, and encourage a community of pioneers as they walk out their ventures together. This is our first episode in a series that we're calling Venture Stories, where we hear from pioneers within our church as they share about the faith journey they've been on. Our hope is to inspire and encourage those that also have an idea or problem that God has put on their heart. We're going to hear now from Pete Beckett and his journey with Indy. In particular, the challenges he's faced, including death, and the importance of his prayer life to sustain him through long periods of waiting before breakthrough. Pete, so good to have you here. Welcome. Um, we're in the upper room of King's House. Um, you're here every Sunday, so you're very familiar with the setting. Um, it's great to have you here. Um, King's House, as, as you know, is like the home of KXC. And one of the things that we care about as a church is celebrating a culture of pioneering. And today we want to celebrate you and your own journey you've been on with Indy over the past few years. Um, do you mind like just kicking us off, tell us a bit about who you are and what Indy is? Yeah, I mean, it's great to be here, Nick. And I'm a huge admirer of what you do and what you're doing with ARC, the co-working space that sort of uh, uh, sits alongside KXC. I yeah, think it's incredible. You. So Indy is a tech startup based here in London. And as the name would suggest, we want to help people to be more independent. Um, so we're looking at the smart home and we want to utilize kind of the smart, what the, off, the smart home offers to help people with disabilities and older people to live more independently. So at the moment we're developing a product, um, which is a piece of hardware, which you can plug all these different kind of connections into mm. to be able to control the home in the way that best suits your needs. So we have head mounted switches you can plug in, foot pedals. My personal favorite is the sip and puff. So you can plug a, a device in which has a straw. And through that straw, you can, through sipping and puffing, you almost, almost like Morse code, you can send commands through our device to the rest of the smart home to control your whole, whole environment. So people who maybe are paralyzed from the neck down are able to use this straw to be able to yeah live more independently than they currently are. Yes, incredible. So I've got background in engineering and I've always been a bit of a nerd, a bit of a techie. Um, half my home is, you know, thermostats that you can control with your phone from the other side of the world and lights that can change color um but yeah my uh, my youngest sister sophie she um uses a wheelchair she has quite severe learning difficulties and um kind of realized a few years ago that actually the potential for the smart home lies in enabling people like my sister um, and other people with different disabilities to actually live more independently so you've basically adapted these like everyday smart devices so People that you know face digital exclusion can actually make yeah. use of that and benefit from that, which is incredible. And you mentioned Sophie just then, so yeah, tell us a bit more about maybe how Reventure started for you, the initial inspiration for it. Yeah, I mean, as with so many things in life, um, it's not been a straight and 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 clear path. Um, I think the smart home part of it was very clear, just because that's been a passion and an interest, and it fitted well with my gifts and you know what I studied. Um, but actually, we started out developing smart home sensors that that sort of detected air quality. So my niece was struggling with um, some some respiratory issues, and the rental property that my sister and her husband were were, were staying in at the time, you know, got a bit mouldy and stuff. So we actually looked at kind of extraction and and, and things like this. Anyway, a couple of years into the project, um, we went on to Kickstarter, and with my kind of knowledge of my younger sister and her needs. I wanted to make sure that everything we brought 
was accessible. You know, whatever we're creating, I wanted it to be accessible for everybody. So we built in some accessibility features to these initial products. Um, went on Kickstarter and it flopped. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was in lockdown. You know, it was our opportunity. To try. Yeah. It was tough. It was like, it was kind of like, uh, you know, we're trying to go, like, we can't raise funding at the moment. We're too early stage. Let's try crowdfunding. But as anyone who's done Kickstarter in the last couple of years knows, you need a bit of clout behind you. You need to spend the money to, to get there. Anyway, our fifth follower on Twitter gives a bit of context as to where we got to. Our fifth follower on Twitter um, actually followed it. You know, he saw it and he said, I'm really interested in this, Pete, but I'm mostly interested in the accessibility features you've built in. You know, the other stuff's great. Had you thought about, you know, developing on that on that part? And I hadn't, to be honest, thought about, you know, creating something that was fully, you know, all about accessibility. Um, this was summer 2021. Um, and actually, yeah, we then made that decision. I made that decision in September of that year. And since then, just everything has kind of come together. It off. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. I mean, you just talked then a bit about the disappointment around the Kickstarter. Um, obviously, you know, Faith plays a huge role in, you know, you're walking out indie and the inspiration for that as well, the role your faith has played. Can you just share a bit about what it was like in that moment then? How did you, how did you like bring before God that, that disappointment of something that, you know, you felt he's put on your heart? How, mm. how did you kind of like wrestle with that, with God? Good question. I mean, there's, there's so much when it comes to, to disappointment or a feeling of success, there's so much that comes to it, you know, and a lot of it actually is about how we feel viewed by other people. You know, it might be the disappointment that we have in our own heart, but for me, it's also, the people that have believed in me, you know, my family, um, I wouldn't wouldn't be where I am, you know, without the support and and the love and the every now and again transferring a bit of money into my account just to stay alive that my family, you know, have enabled for me. And I, you know, I don't want I want to be transparent about that. I'm very fortunate that there have been, you know, I'm not saying come from like you know <laughs> aristocracy, but but absolutely identify that that's been really key. And so you have this kind of weight of like people having believed in you and your idea and then you go into something and you know everyone obviously wants the best for you but at the back of your mind you're, you you know that it might not happen and going into that kickstarter i kind of knew you know i hadn't ticked all the boxes i knew from having read online and, and seen other people sharing their stories that if you go into this without the right you know that the right advertising without the right kind of space around it you're going to probably struggle so there was always this part at the back of my mind but you know what I think this was at the beginning, this is sort of, sorry, towards the middle of kind of, I guess, my faith journey I've been on over the last four or five years. And actually it was at the beginning of me being able to separate um, God answering prayer mm. and me being successful. You know, God can answer this prayer without me having to see success. And actually it was about me going, okay, God, well, I give this to you. And I, and I really did believe, and I still do believe that God had his hand on what I was doing. But that doesn't necessarily mean that I was going to see success in the way that I expected. And, and I didn't. I didn't see success at all. And yet what God did bring me was this fifth follower on Twitter, Pete, who's now turned out to be really instrumental in moving things along. Just with Pete Hughes or anyone? No, no, no okay. Just, Pete, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, this, this, this interaction and kind of the way that God placed that person in, into the story actually at the time it, it's in, it seemed fairly insignificant but actually it's, it's gone on to kind of shape what we're doing and you know i even now you know when, when times do get tough and they do get tough yeah. even the last week it's been full on um yeah even at those times i have to sort of say to myself actually if this falls apart and the business goes under and it doesn't 
we don't we don't get to market i'll be disappointed i'll be confused because i believe that what we're doing is life bringing i believe there's purpose to it but i won't hold it up and go god you failed me because actually ultimately i trust that he knows best and actually who knows what he has done through you know how he's going to use this as part of what he's doing and i think that that has really shaped and helped me to let go and yeah for me letting go is the most powerful thing about knowing god it's just like i can go on this wild adventure where i just hand it to him and, it, and it's been and i mean you sort of put it in quite simple terms but actually it was really it's been brutal at some points hasn't it you've yeah you know it's okay to go there i mean struggling with things like how do you wrestle with debt you know mm. um mm. you know even maybe going to a food bank trying to get access foods you know whilst you're mm. in the midst of like trying to run this venture and um and that's also been in parallel at times when you've been experiencing some level of success like the fifth twitter follower or you know later on i, I think you got funding from the government that kind of came through and eventually got into the incubator um but at times been struggling to even afford to you know pay your rent and um in access foods what sustained you through that how have you been sustained and you you know how's god sustained you through that period you know, I think there's a whole load of different things. I mean, I think just, you know, I've been a Christian since I was a child. So my parents brought us up in the church and I've had a faith that's that's permeated, I'd say, throughout my life. It's been there. Never been a time when I've turned against it and gone too wild. Um, maybe the odd night. <laughs> um, but actually, a few years ago, um, I was at a 24-7 prayer conference, 24-7 prayer conference in Vienna. And a whole load of different stuff happened there. Amazing time. Another time I can tell the whole story. It's really incredible. But it was this time where God just really showed me. I, I felt like I really connected with God in this different way. Like I felt like I really had this sort of, I felt like I was in relationship with him. And I, and it just, this, this trust, just, just, I just built this real trust in God. And from that moment, I've never really looked back. Um, I actually pray a prayer every day of, of kind of handing over to God. Um, it's a Methodist prayer. Um, John Wesley um, introduced in, I think Methodists traditionally pray it every year for New Year's Eve, just reaffirming like that they want God, you know, they want basically to fully commit to, to, to saying, God, this is yours. You know, whether it means that I succeed or I fail, whether you use me, whether you set me aside, actually the thing that I really deep down in my heart want, and it's a really hard prayer to pray, to actually like take the self out and actually to go, God, I want to even, if, even if you want to kind of sideline me here, if you want to bench me, that's okay because actually if you get to that point where you trust God that much then actually yeah that's when I think God really comes into it so I think and, and I think that that has been a progressive thing that's you know I pray I try and pray every day some days I don't pray it because I can't and I don't want to ever pray it and not mean it. I don't want to ever say the words and just pay lip service to it. I want to always pray it and fully mean it but some days I'm just like God I can't pray this like it's too hard right now um but yeah you mentioned like getting the good news and the bad news and it feels like that happens all the time I, like the amount of times where I've been at the end of myself and I've just been like do you know what actually maybe this isn't right maybe God's just maybe I've misheard wanted, me. yeah I've misheard or quite here. I've, it's not I've actually... applied my own you know mm. like I, I heard what I wanted to hear yeah and it's at that point where I've gone okay God I'm now willing to step away and actually like there's something like almost almost resigning within you that goes actually God maybe I'm just pushing this too much is too much of me in this i got to a point like that last year and this was a tuesday and actually i met with you and a few others here at kxc and i remember sharing and and yeah i was fairly emotional i felt very much yeah. at the end of like very thing. vulnerable and raw wasn't it yeah it was even for me mm -hmm. <laughs> 
and you know, I'm a pretty open guy, but I was I was feeling really, really low. Yeah. And literally two days later I got an email for I mean, over lockdown I applied for funding from so many places and uh, lots of rejections or lots of question marks. And actually I got the yes email. I got the yes email that I didn't even, when I read it, I didn't even know that it was a yes email. I was just mm. like, dear Mr. Beckett, we're, we're pleased to let you know. And I was like, oh, that's a bit of a funny way. I was, hang on a minute. Oh, for like declining me. <laughs> yeah, I literally like had to check it three times. Yeah. Just check it. it hadn't been sent by one of my mates as a prank. And what was the email, sorry? Yeah, so we, we got some funding yeah. from Innovate UK. So it's um, some grant funding from the UK government to to help us to develop the product that we're, that we're working on, Yeah, uh, the Sophie product. And that was like not your first application, was it? No, it's like my seventh application. Seven, so on the seventh time, I mean, yeah. very strict number, all beyond the rules. Should have, should have known, really. Yeah. But yeah, and 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 yeah, and that and so that was incredible. And it was almost like it wasn't it wasn't even the money at the time. Obviously, the money's been hugely beneficial. We it's just closed out that project and it's pushed the project on so much. The product is more developed. We're now getting to user test with with people in, from different walks of life with different lived experience, disability. But it was actually just that answer to the prayer that I didn't even really pray out loud of just God going, no, you are on the right track. It's it's okay. And and yeah, that was amazing. And that was this real high. But then, as with most government things, things take time. So we got the yes. And it was then, I think it was two and a half months later, got the first check, you know, got the first bank transfer from them. So that time was really difficult because... Two and a half months as a startup is an eternity. We're a pre-revenue business, so we don't bring in our own money. So we're always relying on, you know, investment um, or borrowing money, yeah. um, you know, from friends, family and stuff. And so it was, it was very difficult. And, and there comes a time as when, you know, you know, I hate borrowing money. It's not, you know, I was always brought up, pay your credit. If you're going to have a credit card bill to build up your credit score, you pay it off every month. It's not paying interest. Like, that's just how I was brought up. And yet I've been using my credit card, dipping into my overdraft for the last three, four years. And it's almost become quite normal now. You know, it doesn't feel nice. It doesn't feel like right. You know, not that it's a right or wrong thing. It doesn't feel natural, but sorry, it doesn't feel normal, but it, it's become normal in my life and um, to do that. Um, and, you know, I, I never would have asked my parents for money. And yet I had to kind of go to them at times and say, I don't know who else to turn to, you know, can you help me? And, you know, my parents, as I say, like, they're not super rich. They've had to move money around. They've borrowed money. They've... Yeah. Something. It's a very humbling sort of experience for you, isn't it? Hugely Like, go and ask for money. Massively humbling. But also, and I think this is another thing that I'm realising that God does. It's like, he loves to answer our prayers through people, right? He doesn't want to just, like, I mean, you read some of the stuff in some of Pete Gregg's books, um, 24-7 prayer books, like you hear stories of people opening cupboards and money just being in there. Amazing. <laughs> Never happened for me. Um, I love it too. But like God, like I just think God loves to use people. And I think actually, you know, this has changed the dynamic of my parents and I've had to be really vulnerable. In some ways, I feel a little bit more indebted. And I know that's not right, but there's, certain, there's a certain feeling of like, I really, really feel like I... When it does get tough, I'm like, I, I really want to push through because I, I want to I want to do right by them. And I know that's not how they would see it. Um, but I also think that God's sort of, through this, he brings in those other people. So he's br brought my parents into this because it's sort of like almost... Well, it's almost through that resource. They're having to trust It's, God it's well. not just being a financial, it's being a relationship. Because I, I, I guess one of the things I'm, I'm seeing with you is at one side, of, you've got living by faith, mm. trusting that God... Is within this um 
and that at, at some points you felt that that's meant you've had to, to take some risk um and at times it's felt you know you've had to then take on things like credit which you wouldn't necessarily do naturally not saying that god asked you to do that but mm. and the other side is so one side faith and the other side is this like where's the virtue of, of wisdom within that mm. and how you steward your resources well mm -hmm. um and it's like sometimes they can feel almost their in, intention with one another yeah. but um but within that like i think one of the things i've really seen through you is like this trust that god is good and god is kind um and that's that stayed throughout hasn't it it's uh whether that god's you know you've been provided through through credit cards or through government funding mm. um it's been less about like the provision through those sources mm. but more of, of an affirmation that god is good and god is in this for you and that is really inspiring pete and i've, I've seen how much that's formed you through that experience um, and you've been formed through the lows as much as the, the highs really, haven't you? Still having to trust in God, even when you've had money in the bank account. Mm. Um, but almost no, that moment of, of low provision, mm. that's where you've had to redevelop the muscle of, of prayer and trusting God that he is, he's in that. Um, which is like, just so, I think it's just so inspiring for anyone else that's probably starting out their own journey, um, working through like, how do I take those first steps? But I'd love to hear a bit about the sort of formational lows that maybe you've gone through, like obviously there's the journey of pining journey is full of highs and lows. Yeah. Um, maybe just like what was maybe the lowest sort of moment you've kind of like experienced um, as you've kind of walked through this journey? It's funny because I think as humans, it's in our biology almost to kind of forget some of them. And um, as I was thinking about this question a, a few days ago, it's amazing when you look back through, I mean, I'm not the best at keeping a journal, but you look back and you realize just how many times you felt like you were at your lowest point. And the most recent example I'd say was at the back end of last year, where we knew we had some funding coming, but cash flow, biggest killer, I think, of, of a lot of startups. Like, we didn't have the money yet, and I couldn't pay myself a salary. Yeah. And it's getting more and more into debt to the point where I've maxed out my overdraft, I've maxed out my credit cards. Yeah. I felt... I didn't feel I could go to any, I felt shame. I didn't feel like I could go to family because they'd already been supporting me before. And I just felt, I just felt rubbish. And in the end, I found myself Googling how to use a food bank. Cause I didn't know. And I literally, I had like a tin of beans in the fridge, in the, in the cupboard, you know, a couple of old mushrooms in the fridge. And I was like, you know, yeah. So, and I didn't, didn't even know how to do it. Fortunately, actually KXC came through and, and, they issued me a food voucher, got me through that week, um, managed to, um, yeah, a friend, a friend paid our electricity bill. Like it, it just got to the point where it was kind of rock bottom. I think that for me was really difficult. Um, you know, I think the financial stuff often is because you just literally just feel completely helpless. Helpless. Yeah. And yeah. And what's crazy about that is that you know, the money was coming and you could see it coming down the line. You felt like your idea being validated. And, and yet you're in that place where you're kind of struggling to like, you know, eat. Um, how, when you sort of bring that before God in your prayer life, what, you know, what kind of, kind of conversation are you having with God in that moment? And how, how do you see God speak to you? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, I think that the, the tough times seem to come in, like they come in pairs with the good, the good things. I mean, yeah. it feels like something good comes along and then something kind of steals it away or something tough will happen. And then out of that, God, God brings a new thing and an exciting thing. And so. I think I've been through that that little cycle so many times now that I actually kind of get excited because I'm just like it's in that it's in my having to completely submit and in my lack that God is my portion. You know, He's the one who actually sort of comes in and He doesn't just like get you out of it. He, you know, 
he really he he brings he makes that you know that really difficult thing and brings redemption there and i think for me that's the joy and that that you know knowing at the back of my mind like it's going to be okay even though yeah. at the time and, and god is still good god is still mm. good in spite of all these you know challenges that you've faced and and, and as i said what, what's crazy with this is you know alongside that low was probably a high going on um can you share a bit more about some of the formational highs that have been there for you and and how has that also sort of stretched your faith as you've have maybe experienced a high on your journey yeah again it... I think the highs are easier to remember. Um, but again, there's been so many. I mean, the, the, you know, I've been working on this now for um, just over three, three and a half years. And and in that time, we've gone through, you know, business has kind of evolved. Um, but I think the biggest highs for me, aside from funding, which is obviously really exciting yeah. and it's a necessary part of it, it's actually that validation. It's actually sharing it with people who get it. And, mm. um, you know, there's nothing worse than not feeling heard or feeling you're explaining something blank faces. So to explain what we're doing and for people to go sort of interrupt you and, and sort of want to ask questions is the most amazing feeling. And the more that we've, you know, the more that I've been able to take the product out and, and share it and learn from other people's experiences, because obviously done a lot from what my sister's been through and, and so has your sister been using your product has that been a yeah a little bit a little bit yeah. it's tricky it's tricky i think with her particular um set of requirements uh, yeah it is difficult but she yeah she, she she's learning she's got a wooden version yeah like okay. really kind of old school yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um 1.0 of it That's and good. but i think yeah i think for me it's the people and i think the, the real high i'm really looking forward to is you know really looking forward to having something on the shelf but i'm looking forward to actually seeing how people use this and actually like once we can get these out into people's homes and we can actually see how it's enabling people to live more the difference it's making yeah rich life absolutely i think joy is something that's so important i think that i think that that when i, I mentioned like how things changed in my faith four and a half years ago in vienna like it's just been an overwhelming joy like i've just had this overwhelming joy all the time and even in the tough times i just know deep down that god's got me and like whatever the future looks like and so it's just joyful like so i think that is the overwhelming maybe not necessarily out laugh out loud funny moments but i love what i do i love that there's a purpose behind it i love the people i work with and, and their passion for it as well but i think that it's just brought yeah i think that having god as part of that just brings such a lot of joy and and people do mention it you know people i'll go into meetings which are kind of dry um you know people will comment like there's something that you're carrying and you know that's not my words and and you know i sort of shy away from sharing it in, in a in a way and yeah it seems to me that that that's a marker you know yeah it, someone someone actually said to me um guy i met last year he said i don't know how you do it like you tell these stories about the ups and downs of the, the financial situation of your business and and where things are going and yet you do it with a smile on your face and you're just like you're resilient but joyful with it and mm. and i think that that's true i think I, I'm not, I don't think I am a particularly resilient person, but I think that how God has manifested. Well, it's been five or so years. You've kept on going. Yeah, so, going, yeah. smiling. I think there's there's almost this joyful resilience when God's there. You know, this kind of thing, of, I'm going to keep going because I know God's in it. And then there's always this part of you that's just like, I just know there's something exciting coming. And yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Um, maybe just another question that I'd love to hear your response to. Um there's lots of advice that we want to kind of pass on and share. What advice would you give to your yourself actually in you know your younger self maybe um as you kind of walked out this journey what advice would you give to yourself almost? That's easy. 
Go on. Easy peasy. Go on. It's actually something that someone told me in my last day job, my last proper job before I went out on my own. He said, Pete, when you started at, at, at this company I was at, he said, when you started, you didn't stop asking questions. And that was the best thing you could have done. He goes, I get worried when you stop asking me questions because, you know, you know, you don't know everything. And I don't necessarily have all the answers, but I want you to vocalize it. And when I first started out, I knew that I didn't know anything. And I was asking people all sorts of questions like, do I need an accountant? You know, stuff about, do I need an accountant? You know, do I need to be a limited company? You know, all these different things. Am I an employee as a director? You know, depends. Yeah, yeah. Um, the technical questions. That the you technical questions. Don't know the right? to at the start. Then as time went on, I think I felt like, oh, I should know this by now. You know, whether it's a technical question or whether it was like a more kind of like business focused question. And yet, I think because I felt like I should know it, I stopped asking the questions. And that's the most dangerous thing. I think that employee, um, sorry, that um, colleague of mine, I think he absolutely was spot on. He's like, when you stopped asking questions, I was, I was worried. And I think when I realized I've stopped asking questions and I think I know or, I, or you know, or I'm maybe too fearful to speak out, that's when problems. Issues rise. Issues yeah. rise. Yeah. So I just would say to myself or anyone that's dying out, ask as many questions as you feel you need to and more like no you know no one's going to look at you and go oh well i can't trust this guy because he's asking he doesn't know everything actually no one trusts anyone that thinks they know everything and if you you know um so yeah thanks pete yeah yeah any other questions <laughs> i um well actually one last question uh no um no i i it's been a pleasure as usual um Pete, just hearing from you. Thank you so much for sharing um, the advice you can kind of have shared and passed on. I think it's a really inspiring and encouraging journey you've been on. It really is. And and we don't know the final outcome. You know, the journey has no ending currently. There's no, don't know what the destination is just yet. Um, but what's inspiring for others is like the way your faith has informed your, your venture and the way you've walked it out. Um, so yeah, we bless you, Pete. And um, I wish you all the best as you sort of fly over to Australia now, off to go. To see that Pete from Twitter, actually. Pete, Pete from Twitter, Pete from Twitter. Uh, <laughs> miscellaneous Pete. And uh, yeah, we just wish you all the best as you go and do that and uh, look forward to seeing what happens to Indy. No, thank you so much, Nick. No, it's it's been a pleasure to come in. And yeah, it is. It's an infinite game. Another book by Simon Sinek. Um, you know, we're not trying to get to a point and then it's done. You know, um, at the end of the day, what we're doing is for god's glory yeah. and like for the kingdom of god and it's like actually we need to look at it in that perspective so if what i'm doing now inspires other people and if what i'm doing now can make a small difference for other people to continue it on then all the better and i think the stuff that you guys you know doing at arc you know in, in creating a space for people to come in and and build what they're building um and and with the pioneers group here like i just think it's all yeah nice. it's all part it's all part of this ecosystem it's all part of god's yeah. you know incredible way that he uses us all but uh yeah, no, I've loved it. I love chatting and uh, yeah, thanks for thanks for giving me to, to share. Yeah. So that was Pete sharing about his story with Indy and the faith journey he's been on. If you're exploring an idea, we want to support and pray for you. Please do get in touch. We'd also love to hear and share more stories of faith for those on a pioneering journey. If you want to get in touch, you can go to the KXC website. You can find us under Resources Ventures or go to tableventures.org.uk.